You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey and where are the football dudes? Are you ready, brother? Not just yes, Dave. Hell yes. <laughs> next stop, the Trend Zone. In today's episode, we'll talk about the return of Superman, a little survivor, fantasy go-back starts of the week, and we'll preview all of the amazing action coming up this week in the NFL. But first, Casey, let's get it started for the people with a tasty nug. Oh, yeah, dude, and this nug is uh, pretty tasty, I must admit. For the last two weeks, at least four teams leading their divisions lost to a team that was 500 or below. Oof. So, wow. you know, it's, it's a long <laughs> way to the top if you want to rock and roll, but it's a quick, yeah. you know, falling right off of that cliff. And this week, Dave, six divisional leaders face teams that are currently 500 or below. That should lead to some hot, hot upset specials <laughs> in week 11 fun. Oh, yeah. The NFL, you never know what you're going to get, man. <laughs> never know any team can come up and beat any team all right case let's move it along the top trending stories what do you got yeah unfortunately the uh defensive rookie of the year chase young from the fts he tore his acl and he's going to be done for the rest of the season we saw when that happened we knew right away you yep. start to see these and you're like oh no that's bad news and then raiders fullback alec Engold, he had a acl tear too and he's done for this season so brutal uh weekends for both of those guys no question. And how about the Chiefs cutting Le'Veon Bell? Although uh, they say it was a roster move there, Casey. They may be uh, re-signing him later on. We'll see how that goes. Hey, man, you never know when you're going to need that 2.7 uh, average per carry. Remember, <laughs> dude, this guy was on top of his game and said, you know what, I'm going to hold out. And he's just never been the same player, right. dude. Yeah, he got a minimal payday uh, in, in his return. And then he was disgruntled. And now here we are. All right, Case, moving it along. Survivor, three strikes. I'm hanging on with just one strike left. How did you do this week? Who do you got? Well, in our three strikes, I had the Cowboys over the Falcons, and I rock and rolled with that. But, Dave, in my big money single limb, I had I was already out because of stupid uh, Baltimore, and I needed the Steelers to lose to the Lions, which <laughs> almost happened. And I needed the uh the Colts to lose to the Jags, which almost happened, but almost don't cut it. I'm okay. dead. Yeah, you could have split a big chunk of change there, Casey. No, mm -hmm. no such luck. I had Indy over Jacksonville uh, and got it done right there. Yeah, dude, the most popular correct pick was the Steelers over Detroit, but that was actually a tie. So you just barely got out of there. And of course, the most popular incorrect pick was the Ravens over the Dolphins. One of those shockers you were talking about. All right, Case, next week, heading into next week, that is, it's uh, Tennessee over Houston uh, as the most popular pick, just edging out Tampa Bay over the Giants. Man, that game, uh, Tampa Bay at the Giants last year was pretty close. We'll see what happens uh, on Monday night. We'll see. How about fantasy go back start to the week, Casey? Uh, moving forward, did you have any regrets? After the dust settled, you know, I could have um, played uh, Michael Carter and he would have edged Najee by a point. But Dave, I actually made a move that never works out. I benched somebody right before the game started. I went ahead and pulled AD out of there for the, the Titans and I put in my guy Ramondre Stevenson and that netted me over 16 points. Plenty 
enough to beat the hypnotoads. So all hell, <laughs> hypnotoads, no more. <laughs> all right, Case, in my other league, I made the woeful mistake of starting Matt Ryan, who ended up uh, with less than one point on the day <laughs> over Jalen Hurts. Uh, it would have given me 21.74 more points, and I would have easily gotten the W. Instead, I came up short and took the L, man. You know, I'm always asking myself what happened in Dave's other league. Now I know. <laughs> the league. <laughs> not. It has no relevance, Casey. <laughs> but, but it's easier to win in. All right. <laughs> moving forward. Casey, we're moving into the astronomical fantasy segment. Okay? So we're just going to help people sort of stream their uh, missing piece so they can get the W this week. Who do you got at the quarterback position? Dude, how about Mac Jones? You got to get on this early because it's a Thursday nighter. He's playing those Falcons who are 30th against uh, opposing quarterbacks. But Mac, dude, last week, 19 to 23, only 198 yards, but three touchdowns in that curb stomping of the Brownies. He's still available out there in um, most of the leagues, actually. Wow, no question. And obviously, he's uh, riding high there, uh, aiming towards that rookie of the year. All right, at the running back position, I'm going to go dig deep on this one, Casey, but Tennessee obviously has a void at running back with King Henry out. Deontay Freeman uh, comes into the mix there. Obviously, Adrian Peterson's there, but they got Deontay, excuse me, Foreman. Deontay Foreman. Foreman, Freeman, whatever it takes. Bring him back. This is a guy that's been uh, on the comeback from a from a torn Achilles for a while now, but looking for him to get some touches, if nothing else, in a team that really loves to run the football. So we'll see if he can get it done. Yeah, dude. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. How about Robbie Anderson, dude? Um, <laughs> he's been quiet all year. You get camp back in the mix and he's getting six receptions, only 37 yards, but a touchdown. But they're going up against that 31st ranked WFT um, defense against wide receivers. So um, Rodney, dude, making people crazy all season long. But I'm going to go ahead and pick him up this week. Yeah, and how about um, at tight end, Dan Arnold of the Jags, dude. He's available in about half the leagues out there. Uh, and in the last five games, he's got uh, 60 or more yards in four of those games. Um, he just hasn't found the end zone. But if he does, that means he's going to pop. He's due uh, to find the end zone. So Dan Arnold might be a good pickup there. Dave, tell him it's on the other side of the one. Yeah, yeah, he just he's wandering around, dude. <laughs> it's like that, like that cat that was running around on the field, changing directions. He's got That's great right, man. Just doesn't get to the end zone. All right, case. None of this nonsense matters really, but the stuff that does matters. The NFL week coming up, dude. It is going to be an awesome football week. But let's get into these previews, starting off with Thursday night football. Yeah, dude, uh, just real quick, man. Um, every NFL team has multiple losses through week 10. The last time that happened, going into week 11, um, the Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl as a wild card team. So I'm telling um, the Green Bud Packers, there's still hope out there. So um, <laughs> having a couple losses is good for you. But yeah, let's get this started. Speaking of Super Bowls, we got a Super Bowl rematch Thursday night, the New England Patriots at the Atlanta Falcons, and the Pats are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I mean, the Pats have been playing some good football all season long. That um, six-and-four record really doesn't even do them justice necessarily uh, at this point. And coming off an absolute beatdown of the Brownies there, 45-7, to uh, Mac Jones on fire, um, 82.6%, and uh, 
three touchdown passes, 142 rating last week. And this is interesting. The fifth highest single game rating by a QB, uh, a rookie QB in the Super Bowl era. Of course, a minimum of 20 percent, 20 to 20 attempts. So being a legitimate quarterback. Um, yeah, he is lighting it up, dude. Um and, and Ramondre Stevenson, you mentioned, uh, he's been rushing uh, the ball really well. 100 yards and two touchdowns last week. Uh, Damian Harris looking to come back uh, after being banged up there. But that looks like a nice uh, tandem there. And Bolden also had a nice game uh, last week as well, contributing at the running back position. So um, Jacoby Myers also a touchdown cla- uh, catch, last, uh, catch last week. And, te- and my guy Hunter Henry. Uh, two TDs last week. So these guys are literally clicking on all cylinders, dude. And it's a four-game win streak right now. But here's some stuff that you're not really thinking about. This is a Bill Belichick team. Second uh, defensively in points per game at 17.7. That's pretty impressive. And then they're sixth in in yards uh, given up overall. So the defense really, really shutting it down. Well, that's bad news for a Falcons team that could only get uh, three points last week against the Dallas Cowboys, and that's not the New England Patriots defense, although the Cowboys played pretty well. Matt Ryan, dude, was just a brutal game last week. Um, You know, obviously no Julio there, and, um, you know, there's Ridley being out too. Kyle Pitts is kind of the only guy there. Other, you know, dudes have popped up here and there, but um, no consistency there. And now they're kind of do-everything guy, Cordero Patterson. He might not play in this thing. He's got a little gimpy ankle there. He's Dang. the team's leading rusher and the second leading receiver. So they're going to have to hope that they get this guy back. Last week, going into that Cowboys game, the Falcons would have been in the playoffs. This week, they're out of it. So I do expect them to bounce back a little bit, being that they only scored three points. But, uh, man, they are going to have their hands full with these Patriots, man. It, it's a tough get-right game. No doubt about it, dude. All right. Up next, the Washington FTs at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are at home favored by three. Yeah, dude. And the Panthers, we mentioned is Superman is back. And maybe more uh, important than that, Christian McCaffrey McCaffrey is back, too. He had a real nice game. He had left with a, maybe an injury, but we saw him come back. So that's been uh that's going to help your offense anytime you get that dude back. And the FT is coming off a very impressive win against the Bucks. That snapped a four-game losing streak for them. So, uh, you know, the Ron Rivera going to face his old team. And uh, there's going to be a lot of emotion involved in this game. Uh, very yep. important for both of these squads. No doubt about it, dude. All right, Dave. Up next, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Chicago Bears. And the Ravens are six-and-a-half-point favorites. And the Ravens coming off a surprising, uh, ugly performance uh, loss against the Dolphins, dude. Wondering if the Bears can do defensively what the Dolphins defense was able to do with Lamar was very impressive. Probably not a great week to play the Ravens, though, (laughs) after that performance. But let's look at it from a different angle, Casey. Lamar Jackson's going to face his 28th NFL team uh, this weekend in the Bears. Jackson is 25 and 2 when facing teams for the first time. And so that does not bode well for the bears either. Uh, Only the chiefs and the Titans were able to beat Jackson in their first go at it. Yeah. Maybe no Khalil Mack and maybe, uh, you know, if he's out, that's not going to be a a good thing for these bears. Doesn't help. All right. Case up next is the Detroit lions at the Cleveland Browns. And uh, from 52 to 57, the lions and Browns met in the NFL championship game four times over those six years, Casey Detroit took three of those four titles 
and Cleveland won in fitty foe. Remember that case? It was. Oh middle. yeah. That's when my great pop pop used to tell me about the days <laughs> when the lions were on top of the league and nothing was <laughs> better than that. And you know, everything was wholesome and you know, the brownies were champs. Oh, it was a good time. The, the, day. This, the NFL didn't start when the super bowl merger happened. Okay. See with the super bowl era, there was history for that, man. Yeah. A couple of couple weeks, if not years, if not decades, but Dave, <laughs> What could make this game more unwatchable? How about instead of Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield, we get Tim Boyle and Case Keenum? That's going to get people to tune in. Actually, Baker thinks he's going to play. I'm not so sure about Goff, but uh, yeah, the Brownies, if they plan on going to the postseason, got to beat up on this beat up Lions team. No doubt about it. Hey, I always like to go back in time, Casey. Remember when the Chargers took the championship before the Super Bowl era? You know, those were the good old days. Go Chargers. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> go Chargers. All right, Dave, up next we have the San Francisco 49ers at the Jacksonville Shaguars, baby. Yeah. yeah and, uh, <laughs> about the Niners, man, they looked fantastic on Monday night, absolutely crushing the Rams in L.A. And the Jags fell short uh, at Indianapolis versus the Colts. Can the 49ers get to uh, get at, at four and five, get two in a row and get in the mix in the NFC? Seems like they're kind of playing some good football right now. Just a half game back of a playoff spot. Yeah, dude, um, the Niners, I think, is a team that can definitely get back in the muck in the NFC playoff race. So, man, it's going to be interesting to watch them moving forward. Up next, it is the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Dolphins on the road favored by three and a half. Oh, yeah. Good news, uh, Dolphin fan or bad news, however you want to look at it. Joe Flacco (laughs) is going to get the start for the Jets there. and. Yeah, he's he is elite, and he's got a sweet, sweet Corvette to prove it, dude, from the uh, Super Bowl a few years ago. But Tua, man, came in last Thursday night and really did a great job beating those Ravens. Just hasn't been consistent, but uh, it'd be nice for these Dolphins to start stacking some wins if they want to, you know, stay relevant in the AFC. But easier said than done. But it's yeah. the Jets. Yeah, hopefully that Tua finger is going to be fine long run. I thought Dolphins had fins, Dave. (laughs) Fins, fingers, whatever. All right, up next, AFC South battle, Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans, baby, and the Titans are given ten and a half. (laughs) Yeah, Titans enter the week as the team's, uh, the AFC's best record team at eight and two. Wow. They've won six straight games, uh, the league's longest active streak, Casey, and they're the second team ever to win five consecutive games against teams that were in the playoffs the previous season. So that's a pretty impressive deal there, Casey. But let's look at them. The Tennessee, we talked about them. They're the number one seed. They've got a game and a half lead in the AFC. Um, and really, King Henry goes out, but the Titans have rallied around him. I think they can keep it going. They're going to have a committee at running back. They're going to, they just need to hang on to get Julio back in the mix and maybe even get Derek Carr back in the mix come playoff times. But man, when you're sitting there uh, out in front like that, that's a nice record right now with the, so many teams right there in the middle. Yeah, dude, I've been so impressed with this Tennessee team. Let's see if they can keep it going despite all those injuries, man. It's a fun squad. All right. Up next, it's the Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. And the Colts, excuse me, the Bills, rather, are favored by six and a half in this one. Yeah, and the Colts, man, they're fighting their way back into relevancy in the AFC there, man. And it's starting with Carson Wentz playing some pretty good football, dude. But this team goes as that running game goes. And Jonathan Taylor, man, this guy 
is an absolute monster. I had 126 scrimmage yards last weekend, a touchdown, and he's just, uh, you know, he's really taken the league by storm. Naeem Hines is is a nice addition. He's more of a, a, a third down back, likes to catch the ball a lot there. And speaking of catching the ball, dude, Michael Pittman, man, what a second Ooh. year this guy is having. Yeah. Five for 71 last week. So he's really coming into his own there. And the defense has been pretty good, but they're going to have to be great to try to slow down this Bills team, dude. Yeah, (laughs) no doubt about it. This Bills team offensively fifth in yards, second in points per game at 31 and coming off of an absolute debacling of the New York Jets, 45 to 17. Uh, Josh Allen, 75 percent passing. Um for 366 yards and two touchdowns last week, a 125.6 rating in that um, massacring of the Jets. And Zach Moss um, got a touchdown in that as well as uh, Devin Singletary. Matt Breida also in the mix now. Two touchdowns last week and 50 yards. So they're finding a nice three-headed monster there at the running back position. Let's not forget guys like Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, dude. It's a it's a pretty solid offensive unit. Obviously, uh, one ball to go around, and Josh Allen does a great job distributing that. Defensively, they are um, number one in yards and two versus the pass. So very surprising when you think about this team that they're that good defensively. They're third in the league versus the run and number one in points per game, giving up just 15 points a game. So it kind of feels like it's all about this offense uh, cranking up points. But there was a reason that they had those all of those huge wins and they had the gigantic point differential on the season that they do. They're playing great on both sides of the football. Absolutely, dude. All right, up next, an NFC North battle of the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. The Packers, two and a half point favorites on the Rose. And Dave, in three of the past four seasons, the team that won the Packers Vikings game in Minnesota, don't you know, has Ooh. advanced to the NFC Championship. <laughs> well, that, that that Minnesota team is legit, but let's talk the Pack, dude. Uh, coming off an impressive shutout of the Seahawks, 17 to zip. And uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers missing the previous week and all the turmoil surrounding him. And again, they should have conceivably won. They lost in a low scoring battle against the chefs the week before. Rodgers is back out there. He's getting it done. He's trying to put the past behind him. Um, and obviously, he's still Aaron Rodgers. So we're gonna we're all gonna forgive and forget down the road. But AJ Dillon, dude, really getting a lot of touches here now um, in this offense. 128 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns last week. Uh, we know the uh, the the receiver Devontae Devonte Adams, one of if not the best receiver uh, in the league right now. Um, so um, this uh, this team. Yeah, obviously this is a huge game, but at eight and two, the Packers got a pretty sweet record. Not that this is a great time to drop a game to a divisional foe. Yeah, dude. And uh, the, the Vikes could really be sitting at seven and two, man. They've had a couple games and really poorly for them, but coming off a huge win against our chargers last week. And, um, you know, people have a negative thought of Kirk Cousins with good reason if it's in prime time. But he played great last weekend, took yeah. care of the ball and got that last go ahead touchdown when they really needed it. But it was Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson that kind of put that game away last week and just, you know, held the ball on the, their last possession and didn't let the Chargers have a chance to get back in that thing. Cook seems to be heating up a little bit there. So uh, the more they can lean on the run, the more that opens up the uh, play action for them, which is really doing wonders for Jefferson and Thielen there. So defense has been pretty good, 
But the the Vikes, man, if they have any thoughts of getting into the postseason, they got to get this win because it is at home and it's against the divisional foe. So um, very important game for the uh, the the men in purple. Yeah, and it's interesting. You, yeah, that that Vikings team is clicking, like you said. This this Packer team defensively a lot better than you think they would be. So this is going to be a really nice matchup. Yeah, absolutely. All right, up next, Casey, it is the New Orleans Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles at home favored by a point and a half. Wow, interesting. Yeah, dude, and I'm not sure what to make of these Saints, man. They're pretty tough. They've got a really good defense. They fought back in that game against the Titans last week and had a chance for a two-point conversion to tie the thing and fell just a little bit short. The uncertainty at quarterback, what's really hurting him, though, um, Trevor's been okay, good enough to beat the you know, the Buccaneers, but um, bad enough to lose against the Falcons. So who really knows there? <laughs> they hope to get Alvin Kamara back, which they really need him because he does a little bit of everything for these guys. But uh, homecoming with Mark Ingram's been a nice addition to that one-two uh, run game punch that was so effective a, a couple years ago. So they're going to get that in, um, in motion and moving forward. There's not real without Michael Thomas, there hasn't been a true number one in this receiving core. So it's been a mix of, you know, Smith, Callaway, and Harris. But like I said, dude, that defense is keeping them in all these games. And if Simeon or Hill, whoever's playing quarterback, can just not turn the ball over, they're going to be able to mm-hmm. keep this thing close. But the Eagles are starting to run the ball and looking like a solid squad, too. Yeah, you, you mentioned it. That's about this. You know, that was the complaint early on the, that they were they just weren't rushing the ball enough. In fact, um, Jalen Hurts is still their leading rusher at 547 yards. It's a great number for a quarterback, but it's not great to have your quarterback leading the team in rushing. Let's talk about the Eagles, though, coming off of a big win at Denver where they really handled the Broncos. <laughs> Again, it's a week-to-week league, man. Uh, they, they they pounded on the Broncos there, and, 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 the, and, the, and the ground game really got going. But it started with with Hertz. He had two touchdowns. It one of his best games ever, really. 103.2 rating, and then 53 yards on the ground as well. But let's talk about this trio of running backs. Sanders, 115 yards and two touchdowns. Jordan Howard gets 83 yards, and he's had a, a touchdown in each of the games he's played in in this season. So he's made himself uh, when he's been available. He's made himself um, an effective member of the team. And then Boston Scott, 105 yards. Uh, last week as well. So all three guys really contributing to the run game. They're running the football now. That's what they got to keep doing. And that's going to really take the pressure off of Jalen Hurts and that passing game, uh, which obviously has struggled a little bit comparatively. So be interesting to see if they can run like that against the Saints defense. All right, Dave, up next, a pretty big-time AFC battle, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Bengals are pointing to have favorites on the road. Yeah, and this is an exciting game to me because both these teams come in at 5-5 five and five and really need a win. Both of them were riding high earlier in the season, got a little uh, comeuppance, and now here we are at a pivotal point in the league. Uh, coming off the bye for the Bengals, they're uh, rested, but they got um, – uh, sl- uh, slammed by the Cleveland Browns uh, a couple weeks back there. So um, <clears throat> they also lost to the Jets, unbelievably, uh, prior to that. So uh, really, anything can happen. But offensively, uh, they're a pretty good football team, scoring uh, ninth in points per game at 26.2. Um, and 
uh, Burrow uh, in his last game out was 70%. So that's a pretty nice, efficient day for him. Uh, last game they played, two touchdowns for uh, Mixon as well. Uh, Jamar Chase continues to light up the league as a rookie, but a modest game in Week 9 with six grabs and 49 catches, uh, along with T. Higgins also six grabs um, in that game. Uzoma, Casey, the tight end. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's fun. Close enough. Okay, he had a touchdown uh, last game too. So I'm I'm looking for this to be an incredibly uh, tight battle between these two teams that are pretty evenly matched. Yeah, dude, uh, Raiders have real salty taste in their mouth after getting their butts kicked by the Chiefs last week. But oh, it yeah. was a pretty tight game last week into the third quarter until Deshaun Jackson uh, just <laughs> gave that ball away. He's like, I got a touchdown. Ah, but here you go. Here's a fumble instead. So yep. that's kind of when it all fell apart for these Raiders. Derek Carr's having a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. He's got, though, to get Darren Waller more involved. I know he's getting a, a bunch of looks, but they're just not jiving like they need to be, really making those huge impact plays. Um, Hunter Renfro is a nice receiver, has like all the moves in the book. He's not a down the field threat. So they have to get the big play. And that was Brian Edwards last week. They had a couple big ones, but uh, they just crumbled down the stretch. Raiders want to run the ball with Jacobs and Drake. Well, when they're the most effective, those guys are eating a lot there. But mm-hmm. the defense has got to pick it up too, man. 41 uh, points is way too much. And they're only plus one on the uh, turnover differential there. So, like you said, this is a big game in the AFC. Um, the loser gets into the muck with all the other teams, and the winner gets, you know, is closer to the top of their division. So, uh, this is definitely an exciting game, bro. Yes, sir. All right, let's move it on. It is the Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, at the Kansas City Chefs, Casey. Chiefs at home, favored by two and a half in this one. Yeah, Dave, and whatever happens in this, oh, the Cowboys win. Oh, then uh, if they lose, oh, the sky is falling. So it's hard to take you know, too much away from this, but it is a good reality check to see where you are. Unfortunately, the Chiefs have won three or four in a row and they're starting right. to play great football. So yeah. maybe that's a, a bad time to catch these guys. But the Cowboys, you know, they're going into games now like you're playing us. It's not the other team anymore. It's you're playing us. And uh, after that butt kick and they got at Denver, I think that got those guys back on track. They all, you know, said they kind of went into it thinking that they could just show up. And in the NFL, dude, when you do that, you get your lunch money stolen. So don't, you know, don't get it twisted on that. You have to bring it every week. So that's a valuable lesson for a young team like this. Um, But Dak Prescott, not only the comeback player of the year, he's looking to make his mark on the league MVP, dude. 24-31 last week, dude. That's 77 uh, completion percentage, two TDs, and no interceptions. That gets you 127.9 passer rating. So Dak is what I'm most impressed with this guy is seeing what he does at the line of scrimmage. He seems to get him in the right play every time, and he seems to make the right read there. So um, I really love what Dak is doing. And Michael Gallup got back into the mix last week. That let C.D. Lamb go into the slot and CD is killing everybody when he's coming out of the slot position, couple tutties last week. So um, I'm liking this offense, Dave, but the defense, man, they're finding ways to get it done. Um, they don't have tank Lawrence and they don't have Randy Gregory. They don't have Gallimore, but what they do have is Micah Parsons. And this guy can play and he can play linebacker. He can play tackles. Just so impressed. He, what he brings to the table and it's only getting better. And of course my guy, Trayvon Diggs leads the NFL with eight interceptions. Got one last week <laughs> off of Matty ice. 
is, but the defense is going to have to limit those big plays from the Chiefs. You know, the uh, the two safety shell back there, try to keep uh, the cheetah in front of them. You don't really have to worry about the run game, but you definitely have to worry about the big play. Yeah, uh, uh, you're you're absolutely right, Casey. The, and and the 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 Chiefs have struggled really uh, with the big play all season long. But this struggling Chiefs are now uh, in first place after blowing out the Raiders, as you mentioned uh, last week. They're fourth in yards. They're third in pass. They're 10th in points per game at 26.2. So uh, as a struggle all they may, there they are sitting in first place in a very competitive AFC West. Um, Mahomes coming off a big game, 35 of 50, 70% that is, for 406 yards and count them, five touchdowns. Good time to have him on your fantasy squad. That's what he does uh, usually. That's He hasn't really done that this year. So obviously um, – putting up huge numbers there with the five touchdowns. And Darrell Williams, uh, 144 yards rushing and a touchdown last week. Kelsey and Hill, they've been sort of out of sync or whatever all year, um, but they got it going uh, last week against the Raiders with uh, Kelsey, 119 yards, and Tyreek Hill, uh, just just a modest 83, but two touchdowns last week, Casey. So they're finding ways to get these guys going. It's not quite as explosive as it was um in years past since Mahomes has been Mahomes has been at the at the helm there but um they're they're finding new ways to sort of get it done and still be extremely effective offensively Pringle with a touchdown grab last week as well um and guess what this defense was epically horrible and all that they're not as bad as advertised uh they actually held a really potent Raider team to just 14 points last week uh you mentioned there was some some uh generosity on the part of uh Deshaun Jackson there to uh, change the outcome of that. But nonetheless, uh, the defense uh, putting it together as they go to Spagnola's uh, D getting better as the season gets on. All right. Up next, NFC West battle, Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Cards are two and a half point favorites on the road. Dave, Arizona has a chance to accomplish something no other team in NFL history has done. Score 30 more points in each of its first six road games of the season. Wow, uh, that'll be an interesting uh, feat there, Casey. Um, but let's talk about the Cardinals. They started off red hot when Kyler was nice and healthy, and to now the they've top. We are red hot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Seven and zero start. They were. Uh, they've now since lost two of three. Um, still, though, statistically uh, have have lit it up. Uh, uh, all season long, uh, ninth in yards, fourth in points per game. Um, and here's the weird thing. The air raid offense is actually better now at running the ball than they are at passing the football. And they've gone through running backs, too, in terms of injuries and stuff. But Connor has been uh, really impressive. I, I, I am more impressed with him now than I ever have been for what he's able to add to this Arizona offense. Um, and uh, they... Uh, Chase Edmonds banged up there, so they've they've had to find other ways to run the ball, but they're getting it done. Um, obviously, uh, Kyler Murray, you know, having him versus not having him, you know, that the the uh, the Cardinals were able to sort of cover for that uh, in uh, a little bit, but obviously he's such a dyma- dynamic playmaker. Uh, having him at the helm there enormously advantageous. Um, 110 passer rating for Murray uh, on the season, and obviously he gets so much done scrambling around with his legs uh, as well. So uh, this this is going to be an interesting football game. The Cardinals sitting at eight and two can really gain some significant separation and keep the 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 Seahawks buried, 
or we can let the teams back in. Last year, the Cardinals started off great, spiraled down towards the end. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and these Hawks, man, they had a clunker in Green Bay, yep. uh, 17-0. That game was pretty tight, though, going into the fourth quarter. But Russell Wilson definitely looked like a guy that hadn't been on the field in over a month. We'll see if he can get it going a little bit better um, with the receivers there. It was just off all day. But I'm not liking what I'm seeing out of DK Metcalf. When it's not going his way and the Seahawks, mm-hmm. he's kind of lashing out. And that behavior is not going to work. He's costing these guys some yards and stuff. And it's just it's not a good look. But he definitely needs to get that guy the rock. Same with Tyler Lockett there. I'm running the football. Alex Collins is in there because Chris Carson hasn't been. They said he was pretty close last week. They need him back in there. He is the, you know, the hammer in that run game. And if they can run the ball effectively, that opens everything else up. But the uh, defense actually surprisingly um, good last week. Maybe it's because Rodgers was out with his COVID all week, too, Mm -hmm. um, but held that um, Packers team in check. And hopefully that's a sign of things to come with this defense because it's been a liability for these Seahawks the last couple of years. And without Russ, they were sitting at um, three and five. They lose last week. You mentioned it. This could be the time to start turning things around for these Seahawks. But, uh, man, this is such an important game for these guys if they want to have any uh, thoughts of playing late into January. No doubt about it. Okay, moving on, Casey, to Sunday night football. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers heading to Los Angeles to play my Chargers. Chargers at home favored by three and a half in this one. And some COVID implications uh, have reared their ugly head in this game. We don't know what to expect, right, Casey? Yeah. Will we have Big Ben? Probably not. Um, good news for I'm the very Chargers. Disappointed. I'm yeah, very well, disappointed. Yeah, well, good news for you guys. It's not Duck uh, Hodges. I know. He ripped us last year. <laughs> oh, golly. <laughs> Oh, but, you know, uh, Mason Rudolph, he was okay last week, did enough to beat the uh, the lowly Lions, but it wasn't really his play that did anything um, to get that going. It was just kind of okay. But he did uh, find his guy Washington there um, recreating the Oklahoma State combination that was so deadly a few years ago. But he's got to get Deontay involved, too. And Ray Ray McLeod is uh, the, the beneficiary of no Juju Smith-Schuster and a Claypool. Not sure if Claypool is out or not. He was definitely out last week. But Patrick Fryermoot, he's really become <laughs> a steady part of this offense too. But the offense is surrounded by Najee Harris, who week to week is getting better and better. And it seems like they're getting more of that run game going. And that's bad news for those Chargers who struggle against the run. Um, hopefully we get to see uh, TJ Watt in there for these Steelers because he really leads that team defensively. So this is going to be a tight game, man. A Mike Tomlin team, no matter who gets on the field, is going to keep it competitive. So um, if yep. they can limit the uh, the Mason Rudolph turnovers, if that's the way to go, then uh, it's they're going to be in this game too. But, man, the Chargers really need this game too. Oh, big time, dude. After uh, coming off a disappointing loss last week where the Vikings sort of uh, took over the game in the final uh, portion there, the, the second half, of that fourth quarter, quarter just kind of just uh, milked out that clock and got the W there. Uh, that's something the Chargers have done well in their wins. Uh, but the Chargers sitting at five and four after a four and one start. Uh, my math tells me that, that they've gone uh, one and three, only having won one game in the last uh, four. And there's the buy in there. So it's a pretty long stretch of time that these Chargers have planned uh 
losing football, let's say. Uh, but Herbert, you know, um, as as uh, you know, the sophomore slump goes, isn't slumping all that bad. He certainly uh, has put together an amazing start to his career. But he has been in this little little slump that the Chargers are sitting in. He has been a little bit off here and there, and the receiving group have let him down a little bit here and there as well. Uh, but let's talk about the positives. Herbert has, um, you know. When he gets in a rhythm, he is a pretty uh, amazing quarterback with a ton of talent. And Eckler at the running back position, a touchdown last week. Uh, he's always extremely dynamic, both uh, out of the backfield running as well as catching the football. Um, last week, rookie running back Larry Roundtree, who's been getting more touches in the last couple of weeks. He's a big, strong, kind of a bowling ball of a back. Uh, he got a touchdown last week, and he had a pretty... Um, Amazing celebration. <laughs> I don't know. It was a good dance. I'm not gonna it, lie. Was a, it, was good. it was a crazy dance. But uh, how about Keenan Allen? He can the last handful of weeks, maybe month or so, Keenan has been more and more targeted, and that's a really, really good thing because he gets open. Such a uh, impressive route runner and a great receiver. Uh, eight catches, 98 yards last week. Uh, 100 yards in t- with 12 catches the prior week. Um, uh, we talked about the COVID. Obviously, the Chargers are in a little bit of a trouble with the COVID thing, too. Uh, we're down three defensive linemen right now. So we brought uh, one up from the practice squad, and we signed another one from off the streets to the practice squad, who was a former Charger. Look for him to probably be elevated if the three guys that are on the COVID list right now are unable to go. And, of course, Bosa is one of those guys, as well as Tillery. Both of those guys extremely prominent in that Chargers front, which, um, as you mentioned, generally speaking, the Chargers have been the worst rushing defense in the league. So you take away some of the better players on that front seven, and that certainly doesn't help. The Chargers defense in general has struggled with um, some injury issues at this point. It's either one thing or another uh, with the safeties, the linebackers, and now it's the defensive line with the COVID list. So a lot of things going wrong there, but the Chargers at home, at, you know, in SoFi Stadium with probably a huge Steelers crowd to, to root against them, it's going to be... Um, uh, an awesome game. It's just going to be fun to watch. All right, Dave, up next, Monday Night Football, the New York Giants at the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks are 11.5-point favorites in this one. Dave, sell me on these gigantes. Well, how about the Giants? Last time they <laughs> played, okay, well, they were on a bye, so they didn't lose last week. And the week before that, they actually got a W against the Raiders in a close and fun game uh, there. So, hey, they haven't wa- lost in two weeks, Casey, by my math there. And here they go, coming ag- 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 up against the Buccaneers team on a one-game losing streak. So, hmm, you you take the take that as you will, Casey. But how about uh, Daniel Jones still trying to show uh, that he was worthy of the high draft uh, status that he uh, was picked at? Um, uh, a very modest 15 of 25, but efficient 75% and a touchdown uh, in week nine, the last time they played. Um, basically, Devontae Booker is the guy. Saquon Barkley has not really been an impact player at all in any way, shape, or form. It's uh, Booker, though, with 122 yards in week nine. So uh, a pr- pretty impressive running performance from Booker. And Evan Engram uh, with a TD catch as well. Yeah, it's hard to sell this one, Casey, especially after the Bucks coming up you know, in the game they did last week that they're going to somehow uh, sleepwalk into this one. Uh, but good luck to the Giants. 
uh, heading to Tampa Bay. Yeah, it did. Well, you know, maybe it's a good time to catch these bucks. They actually sandwiched a couple losses around a bye week. So um, that's actually probably bad news for the Giants. Although the Bucks aren't playing that great of football right now, not running the ball as effective as they want to. Tom Brady, um, he's leading the league with 27 touchdowns, but they don't have A.B. in there and they haven't had Gronk. Um, so they're not really running at full capacity there. But the defense hasn't been great like it was down the stretch right. last year. I mean, Levante David last week, 14 tackles and a forced fumble. He's playing well, and individually they have stuff that's going on. But I think that last drive for the football team last week was like 10 or 11 minutes. The Bucks just could not get on the field, and therefore they didn't have a chance to let Tom Brady come down and win that thing because – there was only like 10 seconds left when they finally did score. So um, the Bucks got to get some stuff right. Maybe part of it, uh, you know, oh, we're the Super Bowl champs mm-hmm. and everybody's maybe tuning some of that stuff out. Maybe it's a little bit of fatigue. They do have some injuries, but they need to get all, all that stuff right. And this is still a team that's going to be in the mix. And you're going to have to put a whooping on them in the playoffs if you think you're going to the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens here. I expect the Bucks to bounce back, but... As we've seen this year, the NFL is so stinking wacky. Anything can yep. happen, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> All right, Casey, that is going to do it for our preview of the Week 11 slate of... Did you say Week 11? I said Week 11. It's slipping away. <laughs> it's slipping away, Casey, and that's, that saddens us. But here's some good news. There's so many different ways to check out the Football Dudes available for a subscription. This podcast you're listening to now, The Trend Zone, Get it at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, Casey. That sounds like it would cost a lot of money, Dave. No, it's free. F-O-C. Free of charge. Boy, speaking our language. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FootballDudesLA. And make sure you tag us across all social media platforms. Appreciate it. All right. Or just go to FootballDudes.com. It's all there for you. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. Enjoy week 11 in the NFL, folks. We'll see you next week. Casey, I'm Dave. We are out of here.